Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Steins, our national and presidential expert, noted author. You can find his books over at Next Chapter Books, totallyiowa.com, the Iowa Business Report, and the Iowa Politics Report. Come to us from KXEL in Cedar Falls, Waterloo. Hi, Jeff. What I really enjoy, uh, good afternoon, by the way. Hey, what guys. I really enjoy about the video feed of this program is during the commercial messages, for those of you at home who are not aware, Mr. McNeil stares at things on his phone and then laughs uproariously and gets red in the face at whatever it is that he's humored himself. Oh, no. So I'm, I'm glad that you can be so easily entertained. It's the, it's the story we just covered about. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, you know, they're now going after target cause it's too wokey. It sounds like that's what at least it sounds like. Uh, well, but were they not wokey when they had um, unisex uh, restroom facilities a year and a half ago? I uh-huh. mean, I mean, it's 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 why now is my point. It's like shouldn't that have triggered people back then? Well, it's just they, they. I don't. I mean, how? What store can they go to considering how many things they're boycotting? I mean, it's really at this point, it's like the Chuck Norris line of products are about the only thing that they'll get. <laughs> and go to any website with the number 45 in it oh, and yeah. uh there's probably uh probably something there <laughs> this cottage cheese is chewy all right so um you, you know what you could do what's that? you could go to totallyiowa.com yes and be and feel sated and sustained without the need for any calories okay uh, well, trust me, I, I think that there is something, I mean, there's the way things are going right now, a Republican's going to go yeah. there and there's going to be like a book that has a corn cob on it and they're going to go crazy. So I just got to say it, it's just the a way things are. has a corn cob on it. <laughs> Wait a second Good. here. The, 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 do your children listen to the program? No, actually, they, 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 they're bored with the whole thing and I don't blame <laughs> them if you want to know the truth. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a family like that too. All right, so... Um, yeah. Let's get to the debt ceiling first. Uh, the the, the mm-hmm. Biden is he basically is, is saying he's willing to do something. Now, I do not, you know, the, the the GOP today is giddy because they feel as if the president has backed away from his hard line of just basically you have to extend the debt ceiling or not. Now, still, the president could invoke the Fourteenth Amendment and try to pass it and then basically just it gets it gets raised while they gets tried to settle out in the court and i it's going to be interesting to see if any court including the supreme court wants to basically cavitate the entire federal government by basically undoing something that would do that uh the financial sector particularly but the reality is is you know and that's just biden biden's the kind of guy who comes out and said okay the house the, the 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 country did vote for the republicans to control the house so he'll give them something i if the if the if McCarthy and the Republicans in the House think that they're going to get their laundry list of things, including some signature bills that Biden got passed undone, I, I think they're they're lunatics because I just don't see any of that stuff getting done. If you have any sort of a deal whereby the administration negotiates, quote unquote, at all, Republicans will take a victory lap. Because the president made such a declarative statement about a clean bill. It does not rank up there where with uh, read my lips, no new taxes. But certainly, you know, the Republicans would be smart 
if he agrees to allow the clawing back of COVID funding that has been unspent and a couple of other things along the line. Things that are not on the big Republican wish list, but yet they are things. And so therefore, each side can claim they move. The problem is that any movement by the president is going to be problematic with some in Congress. Uh, Representative Yayapol, uh, for example, uh, when the president said, well, you know, some of these uh, workfare uh, things, I voted for them as a senator when uh, Bill Clinton was president. And her comment was, and I totally understand it, as will many in the audience. She said, we did not elect the Joe Biden of 1996. We elected the Joe Biden of 2020. And so he, he has to be very careful with this as to how far he does go. But really, don't you think, Matt, if you're the Republicans and he's willing to give any ground you take it and you run with it because if there is a default, who's going to be blamed? Well, well, and it, it, well, it's two things. It's one, if I may, I, I did. I thought found McCarthy at a press mm-hmm. conference said the, they finally backed off the insane, unrational, unsensible idea that you just raised the debt ceiling. Something that McCarthy and the Republicans did multiple times under Trump. So you know, it's kind of stupid for him to all of a sudden say you don't do that. But that no, being, he just admitted to being insane. You know, so he kind of did. Uh, he did, uh, which I, that's an interesting stance, sir. Uh, but, uh, the, but, but you're exactly right. I do not see any work requirements for any of the social safety net programs, Medicaid, Medicare, social security, food stamps. I, I, I do not see that. It's going to be something minimal. I think you probably nailed it. It's going to be, they're going to offer, you know, if there's unused funds for COVID relief, that that is brought back, but I think they're also going to put a caveat in there that that doesn't just go to a tax cut to wealthy people, that that comes back and gets applied to some uh, something else. But the reality is that there's not, I mean, the, the, I just do not see the Republicans who, let's face it, were kids in Willy Wonka's factory thinking about all the candy they're going to eat and saying all of a sudden, well, you know, here's two gumdrops, that's, off, that's what you're going to get. And being happy with it, I I still think that we are headed for this, and I still think at the end of the day, Biden's just probably going to have to invoke the 14th and just say, you know, where I'm raising the debt ceiling. I think they're going to do everything possible short of invoking the 14th because that's not ironclad. That is not as clear as some would like to think. It is also not as unclear as some are yeah, stating. Yes. Okay, but uh, it's never well, been done before, and, and that's the point. It's just exactly. never been done before. Right. So it, right. it it really comes down to court interpretation, and the reality is. You know, I could see Thomas and Alito saying, sure, let's drive this country right off the cliff and then we'll try to blame the Democrats. But the reality is, is that, as you said, who's going to get blamed for this? Well, the Republicans are the one with the long wish list on something that they've done, you know, without any kind of compromise at at all in the past. So it's going to be interesting to see. I I think I think everyone would be too scared on this, though. Nobody's clean on this. The Republicans have done it in the past, but now they want conditions. Biden, when he was in Congress, had a somewhat different view at times. I mean. It doesn't, to some degree, I don't, that stuff doesn't matter. It's more of, all right, what are we doing now to move forward? Because everybody's got a history and nobody is consistent. And so if you've got recent history with the president saying absolutely no negotiation and he gives at all, as the Republicans, you better take it and run with it. But remember what we talked about, I think, two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. right when the Republicans passed the debt ceiling bill that had the cuts, they got a majority. They didn't get all the Republicans, 
They could have, they could not have lost any more. And that was their bill. Do you think there will be enough Republicans to pass a compromise on their own? I say no. No, I don't think so. There's going to be enough Democrats crossing over. So you're going to have the far left really upset that the administration caved at all. You're going to have those on the far right swearing allegiance to Donald Trump, who says in the CNN town hall, "Uh, if we default, don't default, may not make any difference at all. (laughs) And they're going to take that approach. And so you may actually get 250 members of Congress to go along with it, but it's going to be the oddest set of bedfellows you can imagine. Well, and I think and then it comes down to what you and I love to talk about sometimes is the math. How many far-right Republicans jump ship if it's not, I mean, Getz, Boebert, Green, uh, Goser, they're all gone. Um, you know, there, you know, we're looking at probably 20 to 25 Republicans on the far right of the party who will not have those votes. Now, the question then comes, are there 25 Democrats that will go out and bail McCarthy out on this? Uh, because, well, you know, that's, that's the question. Not the question. That's that? not they're not bailing McCarthy out. They are supporting the president. But if, if, okay, if they the president try to, goes along with it, if okay. the president says, I am good with this deal. I think you're going to have enough on the Democrat side to go along with it. Don't you think that they're going to support the president going into re-election because he's going to then spin it as being statesmanlike? Two two points about that. One, sure. they're not going to do this with 20 seconds left to go. It's not going to be like a game show. So they're going to they'll have enough time for McCarthy to come back with a clean bill with nothing attached to it to raise the debt ceiling, and that's the case. I think the terrifying thing for Republicans is Biden invoking the 14th because then he looks like he's given the finger to the Republicans and saying, I'm going, if you guys are not going to save the country without basically hurting the middle and lower class, well then I'll do it. And I'll make you guys try to basically kill us in the same sense as that whole thing. When you go back a few years ago, when he did the college, you know, the forgiving the student loan thing that was put out there and the Republicans are the face of stopping it. And you can't sell that to any Generation Z out there right now that these are this is a party that's on their side. And regardless of where you fall on that, Biden is very good at imagery. And the reality is, is I think that he wants to kind of go on out there saying, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I'll invoke the 14th. And the reality is, is that that's going to look a lot stronger than I think than he if he does compromise even just a little bit. I'll respectfully offer a different opinion that it's going to make him look more autocratic as opposed to if a deal is right there and if the only concessions are, and I love that the mainstream media uses this phrase, so I've adopted it, clawing back (laughs) unspent COVID dollars. I mean, again, unspent, right? Because there's a lot of money that, that apparently was not needed. Okay, so that gets returned. If you don't have a harm to anyone from that being pulled back, Maybe there's another tweak or two in there. I think that makes him look more statesmanlike because he is saying, I'm the one, and this is going toward electability in 2024. I'm the one that brought the crazy people back from the brink. And I was able to do it by dealing with them, despite the fact that their leader said, eh, it may not be any, any big problem if uh, we blow past the debt ceiling. <laughs> Maybe no. a big deal, may not. I don't know. Actually, that, that's a very fair point, and it's but it's got to be something like that. I, I think, on top of that, the the Republicans have signaled that, and and I and I made this post this morning, and I and I'll stand by it. The Republicans, 
they they don't have any problem with the debt ceiling. They don't have any problem with budget deficits. The problem they have is the money going to the middle and lower class because they have now signaled they want to make the Trump era tax cuts permanent, which immediately said, well, that's going to be $3.5 trillion more on the budget deficit. So, you know, and the fact is that they know this and they can't argue that, oh, well, this time it's going to make jobs and it's going to make money. It's not. It's just going to cavitate the, the deficit. The reality is, is that the, the the Republicans are already serving up the image to ba- to to bury them in the election next year, which is we're for tax. We'll raise the deficit for tax cuts for wealthy people, but we won't raise the deficit. You know, we won't raise it unless we get cuts for the poor. And I and I think that you know it. This is becoming more of a mess. And I understand Republicans today that the narrative is, oh, Republicans get this big win because he's backed off the edge. Yeah, but. How many of his Republicans are going to just take if you if you're right, and I think you probably are right. If it's the clawing back of the 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 COVID relief dollars, how many of his Republicans are going to go along with it? Sure, his inner circle, the Tom Emmers and guys like that, but I just don't see if that's all that the White House concedes. I just don't see that being enough for them to even get. I, I think you could lose a hundred Republican votes on that. Well, the one thing is you can go along by saying it's not enough, but thank goodness we cut down on that bloated spending that should never have been done to begin with because many of them voted against it. Now, I'm not saying that's a that's a real solid uh, uh, bridge on which to stand, but I don't know. I kind of like Matt tweeting about pop culture and sports. That's fun, Matt. You know, this is serious, Matt, and uh, I don't know. But, well, here's the other thing, though. Let's say that that... They, they go down the path you're talking about. Um, isn't that setting a trap for the 2024 campaign? If you're the Democrats, let him go on record as saying they want to cut for low to middle income and they want to preserve tax cuts in the way you've stated. Go ahead and set them up for that because they're going to have a fresh vote on the table and no one can say... Well, I voted for that at one point, but then COVID happened, and then this happened, and then the the stars were in alignment a different way. Give them something recent that you can hang on them. Well, and between that, I mean, the reality is I don't think the Republicans are looking ahead to 2024. I think they're just trying to get to the end of the week at this point. And uh, that's a fair point. <laughs> and it, it is. And I think that there's it, – it's interesting because now you have North Carolina with an abortion bill. I, that's not going away. And I mean, considering how bad it is, as a matter of fact, when we do come back, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to take the break right now. But when we come back, I got to talk about a race down in Jacksonville, which was pretty in- interesting. But um, you're talking about the sports thing. You're talking about the Frank Drebin thing, which, by the way, you made me laugh so damn hard with the response. In case we I'm sitting here this morning, I'm barely awake. And McNeil is talking about he's dropping a, a naked gun reference with Major League Baseball. It's like. Well, well, did you done, see sir. the? Did you see? You didn't see it. It was a late game. You didn't see the Twins Dodgers game on Monday, where the the pitchers were Frank Drebin esque. They were calling strikes, and they were like four feet out of the strike zone. And I said, I like this. this, you didn't see that. It was a late game. What do you think? I go to bed at eight o'clock. Well, you I stay mean, up till yes, eight. The, <laughs> yes, I stay up late and I get up early, and and I'm going to be dead at a younger age. I'm no longer young, so I can't say that. Uh, but you know. The graying makes sense now. All right, so... <laughs> Grandpa, you go have your cardigan and your milk there in the chair and go to bed, and 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 uh, I'm going to watch the late ball game on the television. That, that, oh, that, that, yeah, there you go. That, that's your that's your standard you know, conversation in Iowa tonight. No, no, I'm just joking. But I will say this. Yeah. I, by the way, I can't talk about aging at all when you look at the Pangea's broken up on the top of my head, and so it's 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 saying no. I I can't I can't tell you. If you want something to make you laugh, 
Just go mm-hmm. find some Frank Drebin because the, the, the police squad, Leslie Nielsen, his greatest role. And, you know, there are so many hilarious lines, but truly. And the problem with that was you dropped the Frank Drebin this morning yeah. and I got it and I laughed. And then I thought, OK, I need to respond. So I was looking for some police squad and uh, naked gun quotes. And there's a website. There's probably 50 of them. I had to struggle mightily to find a quote that I could copy and paste in a response tweet without, without uh, you know, working blue early in the morning. Well, uh, you know, that was about the best one I could do. And I'm going to, I'll say it. I'll say it because it's my <laughs> show. Uh, here's just on like a midget at a urinal. I was going to have to stay on my toes. <laughs> Frank Drebin. Uh, and that was the best, less unsensitive one I could find. Well, <laughs> If you want to laugh, go to Drevin. All right. When we take it, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, I got to talk about what happened kind of in Jacksonville, Pennsylvania, not so much. There wasn't really anything there, but Jacksonville, they had a special election yesterday and we had an interesting result, which I think is a bad sign for Republicans. Again, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. It is the Matt McNeil show on AM 950. And make sure you catch Metz's show. Fantastic show right here on AM 950. Uh, Jeff Stein joining us talking politics here today. Jeff, we did have some special elections yesterday. Now, the Pennsylvania one doesn't surprise me. That was a state house seat that basically kept the house in Pennsylvania in the control of the Democrats. It was a Democratic seat, a Democratic retirement. Democrat wins. I will say generally, and I don't think this is an absolute in any capacity, it, it generally after a big you know, election where the other side wins, usually there's some backlash, but didn't seem to there. But I don't think that there's anything unusual. The no, one- I agree. I mean, it, 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 it just seemed to be, as you say, it's a retirement. It's a replacement. There's yep. no change in the district, et cetera. You're and, right. And it wasn't like it's one of those toss-up reds. I mean, it was a pretty, it was a pretty consistently blue district. So that one didn't surprise me. Jacksonville did. Democrat Donna Deegan won the Jacksonville mayor's race on Tuesday with a shocking upset in the hands of Florida Democrats, a major shot of energy less than six months after they were trounced in the midterms. She basically beat Daniel Davis, who is the head of the city's Chamber of Commerce, a huge Ron DeSantis guy, really big Ron DeSantis guy. She was outraised by four times. He had eight plus million. She had two million. She wins. The city's race with 168 precincts reporting 52-48. Now, here's why this kind of sh- jumps at me. Once again, DeSantis, he's supposed to be a big name in the party. This is Florida. This is not, you know, a, you know, a, a Wisconsin or a Michigan. This is Florida this happened in. This is a, you know, once again, a ton of money on the Republican side, not a lot of money on the Democratic side. I think you are seeing, and it is an urban area, which is the counterpunch, mm-hmm. but... This is only the second Democrat to, to be the mayor in 30 years. I still think that there is there is still that underlying current that tells me the Republicans are not nearly as safe as they think they are ever since the overturning of Roe v. Wade last year. I, I, I don't disagree with that. This was a close race, 52-48. So that's a factor. Uh, she was a TV personality and had instant name recognition and also had been in politics. That's a factor. First woman mayor, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, so there are a lot of additional factors on this, but let's agree at least on this point. If the Republicans took the race for granted, this is what you get when you take races for granted. 
Um, I, I'm not prepared to say that it's the aftermath of Roe, but holy cow, you know, again, you would not have seen that coming a year ago, for example. Crime is a huge issue. They all agree crime is a huge issue. She said there should be more police. He, the Republican, was not as solid on that point. Well, that's kind of a factor. It does, though, play to this narrative. Not disagreeing with the thing you said, that Republicans better not count on anything. DeSantis is maybe popular with voters at this point in Florida. Stop. That's it. He's not popular with fellow politicians. He's not popular with members of Congress. He's not popular, et cetera, et cetera. And so the fact that this was DeSantis's guy, eh, that's nice. Because think about it. If you're a DeSantis fan, you supported him for re-election last year. And what did he do? He took the oath of office and immediately went on a book tour and started running for president. Mm-hmm. Thanks for showing us your dedication to Florida, Ron. Here's two other points I'm going to point out. This yeah. isn't this isn't Miami. This isn't Orlando. This mm-hmm. is this is one of those this is one of the southern Florida states cities that's going on there. <laughs> and if, as far as the Republicans weren't taking it seriously, they outraised her eight uh, four to uh, four to one. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, there was definitely a lot of money going in the race, and of course, you're the head of the Chamber of Commerce of a city that size. You're going to have some supporters. Mm-hmm. I, I think I still think that there's there's something going on here that the Republicans have got to figure out message. Oh, there's no question. And again, I, it's not that they they didn't take it seriously per se. They may have just taken it for granted. And money alone isn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Again, did they did they not realize? what they were up against in terms of positions, in terms of personality, in terms of all of these things. And, you know, again, uh, if if you're running in Florida right now, I don't know that you want the DeSantis endorsement necessarily. Uh, You know, again, I, I think he's starting to alienate. He's alienated politicians in his own state. And I think that's starting to trickle down because here he is on the national stage and kind of fumbling. Well, uh, Jeff Stein, once again, you can listen to the hear this on the weekend. I'll tell you about that next hour. Jeff will join you next week. Thank you, Jeff. Hour two coming up next.